Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. Well, welcome back. We are going to talk today about um, something that I think is going to resonate with many of you, and that is really slowing down. I actually posted this week on my devotional, my video devotionals on YouTube and in my Simple Living Firm community about... Um, slowing down in an insta culture and so you know our whole world is everything instantaneous amazon prime and drive through and curbside pickup and i want it now and we're going to talk about um what does the bible say about our patience and slowing down and all that good stuff before i start i want to thank my podcast sponsor apologia apologia is an amazing christian publishing company we have used their homeschooling curriculum for many many years um, and have never been disappointed right now i wanted to tell you to save the date for um July 14th is their free online homeschooling conference. So if you have been thinking of homeschooling or you want to know more about homeschooling or you're on the, in the thick of it and you need encouragement, it's going to be a full day of speakers, giveaways, shopping discounts, and booths, uh, booth representatives to answer your questions about their curriculum. So go check this out Tuesday, July 14th, um, starting at 9 a.m. Go to uh, their Facebook page for Apologia. It's uh, facebook.com slash apologiaworld. So go check that out. I'm super duper excited about that. So I have to also tell you guys and apologize because I am recording in my office, which the air conditioning broke today. And so it is super duper hot in my office, which is actually upstairs in my room. And I have um, my windows opened. So you may hear some noise in the background going by, but hey, we just keep it real here. Plus I am sweating. So (laughs) not that you can hear that, but it's hot. It's like one of the hottest days of the year, hot and humid. And we wake up to no air conditioning. And my darling husband ordered the part that we need to fix the unit, and it won't be until next week. So it's going to be a hot one. Um, anyway, I wanted to just remind you guys, um, the Simply Living for Him online community is a thriving community of women seeking the Lord. We have Bible studies. We just completed two Bible studies. One was really all about how to study the Bible, um, and another one about overcoming worry. The good news is you can join those Bible studies at any time at your own pace. They are completely free. And we have a new one coming July 20th, which is going to be a great help, I think. If you're listening to this podcast, you must be interested in simplifying. That Bible study is called Simplify Your Life, and we're really going to talk for four weeks about what God says about your stuff, your physical clutter, your mental clutter, 
just your possessions and all that good stuff. And how can we simplify our lives, not just talking about organization or minimalism or any of that stuff, while all that is good stuff, that's not what it's about. It's about the heart, about the remedy for clutter and chaos that I really believe is Jesus. Because the more we desire him, the less stuff we're naturally going to have, the less we desire the things of this world. So that Bible study is starting July 20th. You can join for free at any time at simplylivingforhim.com slash community. We are also writing through the book of James in that community. We have we have various groups in there for different things. One of them is the Bible study group, and one of them is a scripture writing group where we are writing scripture out just a few verses every day. But it has been amazing. The women are really learning so much from each other and from the Lord mostly, but, you know, sharing with each other um, and writing through the book of James. So a few verses a day. And by the end of the month, we'll have written through the entire book of James. And we also have a scripture memorization group. We're memorizing for July and August, Romans 8. Um, And it's not really necessarily about memorizing word for word, but I promise you, if you are in Romans 8 for two months straight, you are going to know the word. So it's not necessarily knowing it word for word, but really, really, really getting to know the passage. So you can join us for that. We also have other groups where we discuss things like various books that we enjoy, and it's all about Jesus. It's all Christian, um, and it's all about God. So it's a very focused community um, on any that's going to help us in growing our relationship with the Lord. We have a prayer group in there. We do Testimony Tuesdays. Every Tuesday we get to hear um, a member in our community and their story of how Jesus worked in their life. Um, We also have a group for the Great Commission where we share ideas about, um, you know, sharing the gospel out in our communities and, and in the world. So there's all kinds of good stuff. So I will leave it at that. But you can go check it out at simplylivingforhim.com slash community. We have over 700 ladies right now. We'd love to have you. It's completely free. And the really cool thing is you can do as little or as much as you want. You do not even have to ever post. You can just read everything else or you can get involved more and post. So it's completely completely up to you how you use the community. I am also in the process, I told you guys, of getting my new book out there. It is called Homeschooling from Kindergarten to College, Building a Family and Not Just a Transcript. And so you can pray for me with that. We are in the process now of getting that published for you all. And I'm also working on an e-course, a new e-course about simplifying your homeschool because that's really, you know, where I started was ministering to homeschoolers about simplifying their homeschools. And so I'm putting together this e-course because I know that so many people are thinking about homeschooling for the fall or they're just starting out. I know they're saying homeschooling is going to rise by like 40% this fall. I don't know if that's an accurate statistic, but I know there's a lot of people out there. Um, so this e-course hopefully will help you help you to understand that it doesn't have to be very complicated. And also um, that brings me to remind you guys that I am taking appointments for homeschool consulting and mentoring. I do appointments via FaceTime or phone call, whatever you're more comfortable with. And I just walk alongside you and answer any questions or guide you in your homeschool um, choices, decisions, you know, talk things through if, if you're struggling or you just need someone to bounce ideas off of. 
I'm your lady. So I'd love to um, help you out. You can find all the information at simplylivingforhim.com. I will link everything I talk about in the show notes. So today I wanted to talk about um, slowing down. Okay, so I've said this before, but I really thought when the pandemic started and the quarantine started, like, hey, the whole world is going to simplify, you know, not by choice, but hey, we're all getting everything stripped away and we're all going to slow down because, hey, we can't go anywhere. Our calendars all of a sudden are empty and, you know, we're really going to get back to the basics. This might be a good thing. Unfortunately, I feel like that didn't happen, right? I feel like people tended to fill up with other things, um, mainly, you know, information and information overload and the whole world I feel like is going crazy right now. You can't even have a decent discussion anymore um, without people just being angry and divisive and all that kind of great stuff. And I would say, you know, mostly online because I've had really good experiences out there at the store and things like that. Everybody's been kind. But I did hear a story today of somebody close to me that was yelled at in a store um, over one of these divisive issues. So it's sad. I feel like people are more tense than ever when we had the opportunity to really step back and slow down and reevaluate what really matters most. But hey, maybe we can still have that opportunity to do that, right? Every day is a new opportunity to reevaluate, to start over, to move away from negativity and towards our loving father. And so, you know, for me, when I say slowing down, like we can easily get so caught up in the earthly things and so wrapped up. And, you know, there's two parts to slowing down. There's just not rushing around all the time, you know, like, what are we all rushing around to? Like, everybody's so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And before you know it, you're an old lady and you're like, where was I going all the time? And I've always been very cognizant of that. I do not want my life to be, you know, at the end and say, what on earth did I do with my time? I was so busy rushing around. Where was I rushing to? So I've always talked at Simply Living for Him about getting rid of anything, distractions and clutter and stuff and busy schedules, anything that takes away from my true purpose, which is to live for him, right? To simply live for him. And so, you know, I was hoping at this pandemic time that we would be able to step back and, and reevaluate and really say, hey, you know what? All of those things weren't that important. I did hear a few stories actually, though, from homeschoolers in particular who were like, you know what? All of a sudden, when my schedule was forced to be empty, it was kind of nice. And I realized I didn't need to do that activity. I didn't need to do that thing. You know, maybe that wasn't bearing fruit. So that is a good thing. And I hope if you're out there that you were able to use that time, whether you're a homeschooler or not, you know, just to reevaluate your schedule. Like when everything was taken away, were you able to say, you know what, I don't want to go back to chasing my tail. I don't want to go back to keeping up with the Joneses. I want to go back and keep up with the Lord. And so, you know, we had lots of family time during these past several months, right? Hopefully families were able to get around the dinner table again, because before everybody was rushing around, nobody was even able to sit down and eat dinner together anymore. Or, you know, you're running around from this activity, that activity, you're forgetting to get to know the people in your home. So I'm hoping that this, that, you know, you were able to slow down a bit and 
It's funny because now that things are opening back up a bit, I just said to a friend this week, all of a sudden I have like two things on my calendar. I feel really busy. (laughs) When you go from having nothing to do to like, you know, two things this week, it feels really busy and and I don't like it. So um, I've never been one to thrive on busy. I know some people thrive on it. Other people just get like caught up in it, right? And I've always said busy doesn't equal success. I think a lot of us think it does. So the busier we are, we feel successful, but it's really a false sense of a security because what really is success? Running around? No. It's bearing fruit in the things that you do. You can be really busy, but really busy doing the wrong things and not really being successful. Or you can be really busy bearing a lot of fruit. So, You know, there's all of that part of slowing down. So I would love for you to evaluate and say, you know, did this time home help me to see what I really don't need in my life anymore? You know, what kinds of things can you weed out of your schedule? What kinds of things can you weed out of your life so that you can slow down and really live for the things that matter? Because I would say like, More than 90% of the time, we are just like busy and it's like we've just gotten caught up and we look back and we're like, you know, where did that month go? And so it's really important to step back and say, you know, what are we filling our schedules with and what are we filling our time with? And the other aspect of this whole slowing down and having some patience and endurance so this is like a whole other aspect of slowing down. So that, like I said, there's the you know practical stuff of taking stuff out of your schedule. But then let's talk about really slowing down and having patience. Our culture is an Insta everything, right? We've got our Instagram, our Instant Pot. <laughs> we have, you know, Amazon Prime. And I mean, I'm right there with you. If Amazon Prime during the quarantine went from two days shipping to like a week and I felt like I was being betrayed and I felt like I had to live this rough life where I now have to wait a whole week for my product and that's so ridiculous right but it's what our culture has done to us maybe it all started with the Polaroid camera I don't know (laughs) remember the Polaroid camera all of a sudden you could have your picture right there and then Um, but really remember when we used to take photos I remember when I had my daughter And we still used a plain old regular camera and we would take, you know, like a roll of film, you know, every single week and we would bring it to the grocery store to have it developed and you'd have to wait and wait for those pictures. And when they came out with like 24 hour photo development, it seemed like, wow, that's the speed of lightning. We don't have to wait a week anymore. And then half the time you got all those photos back and they weren't even very good anyway. Um, Well, certainly not when I had my baby, they were all good. But you know how you had to wait and it just seemed like, you know, um, that was, you know, normal that you waited. And then all of a sudden we got these digital cameras and you could see your picture instantaneously. A little aside, I totally remember the first time I heard of a digital camera. Somebody was showing it to us. We We were newly married. Somebody was showing us their digital camera and explaining to us how it worked and that at that time... Because it was like, well, how do you get them printed out? You know, now nobody prints out photos. We all have them on our phones and our computer. But at that time, he was like, oh, you just, you know, you send the ones that you want out and have them sent to you in the mail and they're printed out. And I remember saying to my husband, don't even think about it. 
We do not need that thing, that digital camera. That's just so ridiculous. <laughs> so I guess I don't really move well with the times. But here we are. You know, everything is digital. It's on our phones. We carry around our whole life in our phone. Anything you want to know, right? You ask Siri. You ask Alexa. You Google. You know everything in an instant Literally, like literally, if you think about how much our culture has changed, like you're in a conversation with your friend and you're talking about something and you're like, hey, I don't know, let me look that up, right? How many times do we do that? And instantly, we know everything. We have the answer. And at the same time, boy, are we building ourselves a Tower of Babel, right? Because we have just so much information that we are all massively confused, But that's a whole nother podcast episode. But you know what I'm saying? Like everything is just there at your fingertips. You want to know a statistic? Look it up. You want to know some, you know, crazy fact? Look it up. You want to know anything in the entire world? Look it up and you will know in an instant. And like I said, the Amazon Prime culture, we we want something, we click a button, we get it on our doorstep in a day or two. Um, fast food, you know, you go through the drive-thru. If you, if you have to wait a little bit, it's like, hey, wait, this is a drive-thru. This is supposed to be fast. You know, they're they're thriving on <clears throat> making us um, get something quickly. So like that becomes our mindset. Like this is normal. We get something when we want it quickly. And so we have this whole mindset that everything has to be instantaneous. I just did a devotional about this today when uh, it was about patience and suffering from the book of James and James 5. And we often don't remember that things aren't always instantaneous. Like at the beginning of this pandemic, I quite frankly thought we'd be home for two weeks and this would kind of pass by and we'd get back to normal life. And two weeks turned into a month and a month turned into two months and, you know, months turned into months. And now we're like, hey, maybe we'll be normal next year. And so it's like, really? Like, I can't even believe that this hasn't been fixed already. But if you go in the Bible, back to Bible times, like suffering has gone on sometimes for years, forget months, years, generations even, Right? There is suffering that goes on and on. And all of our heroes of the faith have lived through so much suffering. And it usually did not get fixed overnight. Part of the perseverance, part of the faith, these things are produced through long term suffering right? And, you know, patience, the other word for that in one of the translations in the fruit of the spirit is, um, is it long suffering? Why does that not sound right? Patience. I'm actually looking it up while I, while I, uh, do this because that doesn't sound right. Patience, fruit of the spirit. I'm looking it up. This is something I haven't done on my podcast before. It's long suffering, isn't it? It just doesn't sound right. You know, when you say a word and it doesn't sound right. Um, but, Wait, I'm looking it up. Um, What I'm saying is, you know, these are things, yeah, long suffering. I don't know why that didn't sound right. These are things that the Holy Spirit is producing in us. Like these are, these are good things. Patience and long suffering. These are good things. Doesn't sound good. It's like, wait, long suffering. But that's what patience is. It's the ability to wait. Sometimes God says, wait. And sometimes God says, wait when it hurts. Sometimes God says, I'm not fixing it tonight. I'm not fixing it tomorrow. 
I may not even fix it next week. Just like with our air conditioner that broke this morning, the first thing is like, well, when is it going to be fixed? The guy can't come today? (laughs) And then it's like, okay, it needs a part. Okay, well, wait, they don't ship that part tomorrow? (gasps) We have to wait. At first, Steve told me we had to wait 10 to 15 days. I'm like, what? We're going to be so hot for 10 to 15 days? And if anyone knows me, I don't even mind being hot. But upstairs in our upstairs of our house, it's hot. And I want I don't want my kids to be like so hot while they're sleeping. And doesn't that sound like the biggest first world problem in the world, right? And here I am like 10 to 15 days. So then he has to find it and find, okay, he found the thing. It'll come Tuesday. Thursday, Tuesday. Okay, that's how many days? Like seriously, seriously. How our minds operate is just beyond me sometimes. We have to look at patience and long-suffering as not a terrible thing. Now, I'm not saying the act of suffering isn't terrible, but God is in it all. And the point is that God produces things in us like perseverance and our faith through patience through enduring, through enduring even in hard times. What if we looked at this pandemic differently? What if we looked at it and said, well, this doesn't feel good. And right now, not just the pandemic, put that aside. Our world right now doesn't feel good. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And I don't know that it's going to be fixed tomorrow. I don't know that's going to be fixed ever. Well, we know when it's going to be fixed when Jesus returns. But, you know, some of the hard stuff we're all going through. When is it going to be fixed? Well, let's not concentrate on when, but what we're doing in that, right? As I've been saying all along, maybe it's not about the circumstances changing, but God changing us in them. And so when we slow down and we stop trying to make everything instant and fixed immediately and do things quickly, because like I said, where are we rushing to? Someday this world is going to end. We're going to look back and say, why on earth was I rushing through it? Um... I often tell this story. I told this story a couple times in my Bible study that I'm teaching in the online community when we were talking about overcoming worry. But this is such an example. When my when we were first married, um, Steve and I were married, and I got pregnant with my daughter a couple of months after we were married. And I always just wanted to be a wife and mom. And I quit my job. I wasn't. I was. I was really sick in the early pregnancy, and I was driving like an hour commute in traffic. Blah blah blah. And so Steve said, "Well, you know, you're going to be a stay-at-home mom. You can quit early enough, be home, get prepared for the baby. You're sick. You don't have to get in that car with your, you know, plastic bag in case you feel like you're going to throw up, and you can be home." So I did. Uh, she was due in April, early April. She ended up being born in March, um, and in. I had quit my job, I guess, right before Christmas. And here it was January and I was home. And, you know, you're just waiting for the baby. I wasn't working. I was just like, you know, so excited for the baby. And January is a long month to me. You know, the holidays are over. It's cold. It's dark. There's not much to look forward to. But I was looking forward to that baby. And, you know, I was thinking, well, we're going to have my baby shower. Once we get through March, it's going to be all fun and games. I'm really going to get close to that baby. So I was counting down the days in January. I couldn't wait to get to the end of January. I just wanted January to be over because it would be one month closer to that baby coming. Guess what happened? January 31st, Steve lost his job. And 
It was devastating, and it was the beginning of one of the hardest times that we went through up until then in our very short marriage. It was our first really difficult thing to go through as a couple. And so I looked back and I'm like, why did I waste, you know, why did I wish away the month of January? I could have enjoyed January a lot more because once it got to the end of it, I was wishing it never got to that time because it was not fun. And yet, you know, that's what we do. We wish things away. We can't wait for the next thing and we're not even enjoying what we're in. And we do that when we're suffering. We, you know, who doesn't? We want the suffering to be over. That is natural and normal. And that is, you know, our human nature. But God does tell us in the Bible, suffering will happen. And he will produce things through that suffering. We can look at Job. We can look at Paul. We can look at Jesus, (laughs) right? I mean, the prime example. God will work through the suffering. So it's really hard because you don't want to say, embrace the suffering. It's wonderful, this suffering. But when we look at it differently and we say, well, maybe God isn't instantly over there fixing it because he has a reason. You know why? First of all, because he's God, you know, he's he's not fixing it instantaneously because he's working through it and he's working in us and he's producing fruit in us. Unfortunately, we do know from the Bible, this is absolutely true. Our lives will have suffering. How long that suffering takes? Sometimes longer than others. I look at people like Corey Ten Boom, right? In a concentration camp. Talk about suffering. Talk about everything being taken away. And she was still able to keep her eyes firmly fixed on the truth of God's word and on Jesus. And that is how you get through the suffering. So sometimes in this, you know, insta-culture, I'll call it, we can slow down, take a step back, and realize that everything isn't always a quick fix. It would be nice if tomorrow I turned on the news and they said, oh my goodness, COVID is gone. That would be fantastic. But you know what? It will be replaced by another suffering at some point or another thing. So what is God trying to teach us now through this? How are we behaving in this? A lot of us out there aren't behaving so good, right? We're all, we're all crying about our suffering and woe is me, this is happening to me. And I'm not talking about the people that are sick or the people who have lost one loved ones. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying a lot of us out there are, are, you know, you know the stuff. I'm not talking about the controversies on here, but we're all like fighting about, you know, this right was taken away and that right was taken away. And I'm not getting into all that. But what if we just stopped fighting over the causes of the day and focused on the cause of Christ? And what if we said, okay, what is the Lord trying to teach us in this? We are to be peacemakers. We are to love others. And a lot of us right now are so caught up in our suffering and what is happening to us that we're not looking at the grand scheme of things. I'm not condoning evil. I'm not condoning, you know, bad things that go on in the world. I just know that 
it says in the Bible that these things are promised. Like it's not a surprise that the world doesn't behave the way we want it to, right? But how we behave matters when the world doesn't. And so our patience should be producing good fruit. If, if every day we're feeling angry and bitter and fearful and hurt and we just want to rant and yell, I don't think that's evidence of fruit being produced. But if in our suffering, we are finding that we are having more faith and patience and compassion and even joy. Because it says in James, first uh, chapter, consider it joy, verse 2. When you face trials. Most of us don't look at it that way. But again, why do we consider it joy? Because God is working through it. And if we try to act quickly and make things go away in our time and force things, we may be missing out on what God is trying to produce in us. And I'm not saying any of this is easy. Like I said, it's human nature to avoid hurt at all costs. Right? You stick your hand on the oven when it's hot. You're not like, oh, this hurts. Let me leave it there. <laughs> Let me see what I can produce from this pain. No, our instinct is to pull it away. So I'm not saying this is easy. But I am saying that we have to trust God and what he says. That when we go through difficulty, we need to have patience and we need to look to him to see what is working through this or how he's working through this everything isn't always instant the world tells you that you know if you're sick it needs to be fixed tomorrow where's the pill where's the meds how can i fix it sometimes in order for us to get well we have to hurt a little bit you ever you, you know what you ever get like a a cut Right? What happens to it? Sometimes it oozes up and it gets all gross and then it scabs over and then it heals into beautiful new skin. Sometimes part of the healing process hurts. Sometimes part of the growing, that growing new skin gets real ugly first. Right? When we, when we work out, why are we sore the next day? Because we actually tear down our muscles. Did you know that? The pain that you feel is because you have made little microscopic tears in your muscles, which then build back up, but they build up back up bigger. And that's how you get a muscle. So sometimes our spiritual muscles, we have to have, we're going to be sore. We're going to get torn a little bit in order to grow back up bigger. And so I just wanted to encourage you guys today. When we feel like everything has to be instant, when we feel like everything has to be fixed, Take a step back and just say, all right, it, it, if it doesn't get fixed tomorrow, then what is God teaching me through this? How do I behave in this pain and suffering? We are not the first generation to walk through pain and suffering. I spent the day actually today, I've talked about this um, before. I talked about it on the podcast last week, I believe, with my husband's grandmother. I spent a little time with her this afternoon. She's going to be 99 this fall. She's seen it all. She lived through... Um, 
the Great Depression, World War II, Vietnam, Korean War, 9-11, Kennedy's assassination, Martin Luther King's assassination. She's lived through quite a bit. We are not the first generation to experience hardship. Open up your Bible. Look at Joseph. Look at Joseph. Joseph, sold by his brothers. Joseph, thrown in a pit to die. Joseph, living in a jail. <laughs> Look what God did in Joseph's life. What does it say? What, was in, what, what you intended for evil, God intended for good. Joseph's life was not an instantaneous success story. If you looked at Joseph's life and you came in at any part before you got to the end, you'd say, woe is Joseph, that poor guy. But look what God did. Perseverance. Things take time. We live in such finite terms because we are human, but God is infinitely more wise than us. And the world is on an infinite timeline to him. There is no, you know, one day is like a thousand days, right? So we live in this like constrained um, idea of time, but he does not. And so what may be so painful right now may be the birth of something big and beautiful later on. And we have to be very careful not to rush the process just because we want to avoid pain because God may be working through it. I mean, there's been many wonderful stories even through this time of suffering the past few months. For me, the Simply Living for Him online community was born because I was stuck at home. I wasn't being able to minister at uh, speaking events. I wasn't able to get out there and do what I love to do. I had a lot of time on my hands. People always say, how do you have so much time to do this? I was like, what else do I have to do? I'm home in a quarantine. We were locked down in New Jersey. I didn't leave my house for weeks. Simply Living for Him online community was born. I wrote a new book. Right? Things for good come out of it. Corey Ten Boom, I've talked about this a million times, her whole ministry and sharing the gospel with thousands of people born out of her story and her actual real life of living in a concentration camp, stripped of every freedom she had, stripped of every comfort she had. And thousands have heard the gospel because of her. So let's not be so quick to blame, to scream, to yell. We want this fixed and we want it now. Let's just sit back and, and say, Lord, what are you doing? And Lord, how can I glorify you in all things? We are not the first generation to go through a hard time. We will not be the last. We will be remembered for how we behaved. Great, greater than what was happening to us. So I encourage you in that today. I know that times are tough, and I know that some of you out there are going through horrific times. I know people who are sick, personally. I know people who have loved ones who are sick. I know people who have loved ones who are dying or who have died. That's not easy stuff. I'm not sitting here to say, well, it's all going to be for good. 
But we really do have to live above our circumstances and say, we are not the first to go through this kind of stuff. People in generations before us have died for their causes, have died for the cause of Christ. There's always been persecution. There's always been sickness. There's always been hardship. There's always been struggle. What will we be remembered for? What happened to us or how we behaved when it happened? So I hope that encourages you today. I hope that encourages you, whatever you're going through, whether it's now or in the future, that you will remember that God is there in all things, even in our suffering, and that if we could just slow down and stop thinking that everything has to be fixed immediately, it can really help us walk through a lot of the suffering that we will endure in our lives. So I hope this encouraged you. And if it did, I would encourage you to like it, to share it, to, you know, share it to your friends, let other people be encouraged. That helps my ministry. Also, I don't know if you know, but the Simply Living for Him um, online community is completely free. I run that by donation only. Everything I do at Simply Living for Him um, is always open to taking donations so we have a donation button up on the simply living for him website if you have been blessed by simply living for him or you're part of the online community um, and you are involved in a bible study or anything we do there we are always thankful for any donation as little as possible or whatever you can give at simplylivingforhim.com slash donate also we have a shop with hundreds of products i don't know if you know that but t-shirts and mugs and tote bags and all kinds of things if you go to simplylivingforhim.com you can find the button for our shop um, and you can order anything there also those proceeds go to help everything i do here at simply living for him for the ministry to continue when you purchase a product such as my devotional which is available on amazon those proceeds as well all go to what i do here at simply living for him my homeschool books are available on amazon and like I said, I have some new products coming out this fall, which we're really excited about. So I thank you for listening. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.